0: Welcome to Raw Faith, a podcast for believers who want to grow and mature in their authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. In our time together, we hope to challenge each other to become better doers of the word and not just hearers. This program is hosted by Shelley McWilliams of Sozo Restoration Ministries, which helps people to transform their lives through the healing, wholeness, and equipping of Jesus. So let's see where the word takes us today. Welcome to our first episode of Raw Faith, and I'm Shelly McWilliams. The Lord put this podcast on my heart several months ago, and he really challenged me with wanting to release a podcast that is going to focus on the Word and giving us the challenge to do what the Word is telling us. I'm sure all of you can agree with me that we live in an information overload society. We can listen to podcasts 24-7. We could watch YouTube sermons 24-7. We have everything accessible at our fingertips. And many times we are very familiar with the Word, but that doesn't necessarily say that we are doers of the Word. And so that's really the focus of this podcast is to dive into the Word together. Let's take the masks off and let's allow the Word of God to just wash over us and allow Holy Spirit to bring revelation when we need revelation, conviction when we need conviction, grace when we need grace, and encouragement when we need encouragement. I want to start today with the key verse that the Lord gave me for our podcast, James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. So let me read that to you. It says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word, but does not do what it says, is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and then after looking at himself, he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looked like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, They will be blessed in what they do. Ask the Lord, Lord, how, if we know your word, how do we deceive ourselves? I just want to go through this passage verse by verse. And my prayer is that all of our hearts would be open to just allow Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of revelation and the spirit of truth, to talk to each one of us. And so in verse 22, again, the question is, how do we deceive ourselves if we only listen to God's word, but we don't do it? Lord reminded me that Satan knows the word of God much better than we will ever know it, but his knowledge does not turn into transformation for him because he refuses to do what it says. We can have all this knowledge of the word. We can listen to thousands and thousands of sermons and regurgitate, if you will, the word. We could memorize the word. We can read the word every day. We could read through the Bible every year. But if we don't do what it says, then it has no power to transform us. And the deception I personally believe that we fall into is. We deceive ourselves because we have all of this knowledge. And so we think knowledge is going to equal maturity. However, we have to understand that our knowledge is our logic, and that never equals maturity in the kingdom of God. The Lord always looks upon our heart and where our heart is positioned and where our actions follow that. And that's how he gauges maturity. So I think many of us are so well rounded in the word of God. That we think that there is a maturity there, but we've deceived ourselves because our lives are not transformed to the same degree that we know the word. And the reason is, is that we have stopped or lost the importance of doing what the word says. Sadly, we live in a culture today, even in the body of Christ, where we pick and choose What we want to live our lives by. And that even means the word. I remember many of times there were things that I did not want to hear in the word. And I ignored those pages and wanted to rip them out and did not want to feel the conviction of it because honestly, I was at a place I didn't want to die to myself. But if we get in a pattern of doing that, what happens is we become cardinal Christians. We love the Lord. We have and desire to pray and to be in his word and go to church. But our lives are not yielded to obedience to God because we can't ignore doing the word and be obedient to the Lord. We think that there is this intimacy, but we're not seeing the word of God coming to light in our circumstances, in our sphere of influence. And there's a real discouragement in the body of Christ. There's a real wondering you know, where is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Where is the fruit of the things that the word promises? And and we look at that and we've become so focused on what do you give us, God, that we forget that in order for God to bless us, there are certain things that we need to do so that we keep that, I'll call it that pipe from heaven, free flowing We have to guard ourselves and we have to be open. And that's why My prayer is that this podcast, every time we listen to it, and not just you, but me too, will challenge us to say, are we doing what we're reading in the word? Are we doing what we're hearing in the word? If we look at verse 23, the Bible says that when somebody hears the word but does not do it, he is like looking at his face in the mirror he sees himself, and he leaves. In other words, what that means is, when he sees himself, what he's doing is he's reading the word, and he sees himself through the eyes of the word. So the word is meant to wash over us. The word, it says in Hebrews four twelve, it's alive and active. It's sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow. It judges. The thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. And so, the picture that James is drawing here is that if we read the word and don't do it, it's like we look at ourselves in the mirror and we have the conviction of the Holy Spirit of what that word is challenging us to, what that word is dividing the soul from the spirit, our desires from God's desires. And we're challenged in that and we're looking and we're seeing ourselves. But yet, verse 24 says, after looking, he goes away and he immediately forgets what he looks like. I know so many of us has been caught in this. I know I have, but it's when we feel that conviction of the word. And we know that Holy Spirit is challenging an area in our lives. We we can feel that thumping inside of our heart that says, Hey, I want you to heed this. I want you to pay attention to this. And we could get revelation. And in that moment, if we do not pray for the grace of God to do what the Word is challenging us to do, then it is like we turn away and before you know it, we forget we forget that we felt that conviction we forget what the Word has shined its light on in our lives because we haven't put it into action. so we go away and we forget the question would be how many times do we hear sermons on Sunday, maybe some of us on Wednesday. We're in our own study with the Lord. We're in the Word. We check off the box of reading Scripture every day and journaling on Scripture every day or however you spend your time with the Lord. We're flooded with the Word of God. But I wonder if we're not chewing so much of the Word at one time that there is just no way we can apply all those words to our life in one week. I go back to what I started this with is we are on information overload. And because of that, we have leaned to knowledge, 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 knowledge. But that knowledge has not transformed the church of Christ. We are not walking in all that Jesus purchased for us. We're not walking in even a great understanding or intimacy or freedom or healing or empowerment an understanding of who Holy Spirit is in our lives, we're not walking in the truth of that because we are so information overload, we forget that we need to apply that word and it brings us life. We go on to verse 25, James says, but whoever will look intently into the perfect law that gives freedom. So he's saying, If we look in that mirror and the mirror we're looking at is that perfect law. Again, what I said, where we're able to look at that and we see what the Holy Spirit is putting his finger on and says, hey, I want to chip this away here. And, hey, I want to mold this here. And I want to kind of grow this area here. That's what the reflection is, because the Holy Spirit is the revelatory Part of the word. He is the one that brings us truth. He's the one that brings us revelation. And so when we look at the perfect law, truth begins to set us free, the truth of what we need to do. And then listen to what James says. So he looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, meaning that he acted on it, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. Then that man will be blessed in what they do. That's such a key for us because if we don't see God's word as a path, as a direction, as a guidance, as a way to bring freedom and liberty to our lives, then the reality is we're not going to be too enthusiastic about being doers of the word. And when I was asking the Lord about this, he brought this analogy to my mind. And he said, do you remember when you were a teenager, Shelly, and your parents had these rules that you had to live by? You didn't see the blessing of those rules. You didn't see the safety of those rules. You didn't see the guarding, the wisdom of those rules. You thought that they were ridiculous. And you wanted to buck against them. And you were mad when they tried to call you into account for their rules. And I wasn't thrilled about the rules that my parents had because I'm sure I'm the only one. I thought I knew it all. Okay. But we don't. And if we don't see the value of the word of God and that obeying the word of God leads us into a freedom and a liberty and we think that it is only there to give us a list of the do's and the don'ts, then we're not going to love the Word of God because we don't see the life in it. All we see is the limitations, and that is not anything, in honesty, that we get excited about in our humanity. So we have to see the preciousness of the Word of God and that it brings freedom and liberty, because if we don't, then our hearts will turn just like they did when they were teenagers and we didn't value our parents' rules. Our hearts will turn into rebellion, and we will not want to act upon the word of God because we'll think it's foolish or we'll think, well, that doesn't apply for these times now. That was for then. Or we'll pick and choose, like I said earlier. We do that when we don't realize that that word that puts his finger on something, is meant to bring us into freedom and liberty, not put us in bondage of religion, of do's and don'ts. There's a good fruit that comes out of it. There's a blessing. There's a maturity. There's a deeper intimacy with the Lord that comes out of the word of God and obeying it. The Bible is a law of guidance and direction. He is the creator of the universe. And so when the Holy Spirit wrote the word of God, it was imparting through man to us, this is how I designed creation to function. These are the guidelines. These are the rules. This is how I meant for things to work. And if they work this way, then these are the repercussions of that. If they don't, and you try to work outside the bumpers of how I created things, then issues and problems are going to ensue. Many of us don't really understand that because we want to equate God's word to we were good or we were bad and he's mad at us or he's punishing us because that's what we relate, many of us, as authority figures in our life. But we have to realize that God loves us. God sacrificed Jesus for us. There is nothing we can do or nothing we don't do that is ever going to change the depth of God's love for us. It is his love that pursued us. It's his love that pursued us and pursued Jesus to come on earth and sacrifice himself so that we can walk in intimate relationship with him. It is his love that sent us. The third part of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, who's the spirit and truth and power to live in us so that we would live successful and victoriously. When we understand that God's desire is always that we be blessed, his desire is that nothing would hinder all of the plans and all of the blessings he has for us because they are good and they're abundant and they are beyond what we can seek or imagine. Our circumstances does not limit God's goodness in our lives, nor God's blessing in our lives and his love for us. Our circumstances is simply something that we experience, but that never changes the heart of God. The purposes, the heart, the desires to bless us, the desires to give us freedom and wholeness is constantly flowing into our lives from heaven. If you can imagine the Father sitting on the throne and a PVC pipe is plugged into His throne and it's heading right to the top of your head, He is constantly pouring His blessings and His will and His desire and His love and His acceptance and His joy in you. Those are constantly flowing down into you and He never stops that flow, but we don't feel that way because the authority we experience is if we're bad, we're punished. And so we sometimes have this feeling that God's not pleased with me. God's God is mad at me, but we have to understand because we don't obey the word of the Lord, because we don't stay within the guidelines of how he tells us in his word, That things were created to function. Then, when we violate one of those rules, one of those bumper guards, one of those things that the Lord says, hey, this is the way it's supposed to work. And when you don't do it that way, then there's going to be trouble that ensues because it wasn't meant to function that way. What happens when we don't obey is we end up causing the problem. We end up starting to put gunk of our own sin, our own disobedience to the Lord, and we start gunking the inside of that PVC pipe, and all of a sudden the blessings aren't flowing full force into us, but maybe only two thirds. And if we keep on sinning and, and we keep on doing things our own way and ignoring the word of God, then next thing you know, there's so much yuck built up on the inside of that PVC pipe Now, God's blessings are still still flowing. God's grace is still flowing. God's love is still flowing. But because of our choices, we keep making decisions that causes trouble to ensue in our lives, and we keep gunking up that pipe that for many of us, we feel the trickle of what God's promises are. We feel the trickle of God's grace, and we think, oh, he doesn't love me, or Oh, he's so upset at me. And the reality is it's because we violated his word. And so he doesn't withdraw those things from us. He doesn't stop up the pipe and say, well, they need to learn their lesson. That is not God's heart. That is not the unconditional love that he has for us. But the enemy has twisted it because we've tried to relate God's love to our human understanding of love and the enemy twists things and says, well, see, God's mad at you or see, you could never please God because look, these promises, they're not flowing in your life. The reality is, yeah, we're doing something wrong. We're not doing and and being obedient to the word of God. We're not putting in action. And so what happens is it's like driving down the highway and ignoring the bumper guards. We drive down the highway at 60 miles an hour and we're running off the road to the left. And we're running off the road to the right. And we're, ru- and we're not paying any attention to the lines or to the bumper guards. And it's not going to take long before there's an accident. And there's consequences that ensue because we ignored the bumper cars on that road. So the same thing happens when we don't obey the word of God. We clog up that pipe where he wants to pour out all that he has for us constantly it's our disobedience that is clogging up all that god has for us getting to us if we obey then we're doing things the way god intended it and that's why the word of god brings liberty and it gives freedom because there's nothing clogging up that pipe first samuel chapter 15 verse 22 Samuel's talking and he says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? So he says, God desires obedience more than sacrifice. He says to obey is better than sacrifice. To heed is better than the fat of the ram. God's heart is that we be obedient More than bringing sacrifices to Him. The Lord loves you so much that He is willing to set aside the worship and the sacrifice that He is owed. And His heart would rather you be obedient because when you're obedient, He is able to pour all of those blessings into your life and all the good things He has for you and see you full of joy and abundance, and you experience that without any hindrance. And that just thrills his heart. I don't know about you, but that captures my heart. I am blown away with the love and the tenderness of God that he deserves everything that has breath, everything that is living. He deserves it all. But he says, I love you so much. I will set that aside. And I would rather you be obedient so that you would be blessed and that you would experience all the goodness that I want you to experience. You would experience all the intimacy and connection with me and Jesus and Holy Spirit that I want you to experience. When we begin to understand the character of God, and why he longs for us to be doers of the word, he is not a God that's behind us cracking a whip, but he's a God that's in front of us and is extending a hand. And he said, obey my word, because this will lead you into life. It will lead you into life. If we have a wealth of knowledge, but it does not change our lives, what good is that knowledge so my question is what are you going to do with that now how are you going to put what you know and what we've talked about tonight how am i going to put it into action thanks for listening please be sure to subscribe and share this podcast And if you want to know more about Shelley or Sozo Restoration Ministries, visit our website at sozorestoration.org.